Welcome back to Preps Today with John Millay, brought to you from the Aquarius Home Services Studio. Our producer is Brandon Morton. Check out TalkNorth.com for all of our shows. And if you like this show, subscribe to your favorite podcast app. It's free. It's easy. Let's get into the show because we have a lot to talk about. Let us start with what John Millay calls the best wrestling tournament ever. Yes, Jim. Welcome back. Uh, Thank we're you. In the middle, we're in the middle of... Uh, High school state tournaments, as high school fans know. Yeah, last week we had the wrestling tournament at the X. We're talking here Friday morning. We're, we're halfway through the boys' state hockey tournament, which has been fantastic over the first two days. But I'll tell you what, this state wrestling tournament, not only was it the best wrestling tournament I've ever seen, it's right up there with one of the one of the best state tournaments I've ever seen. And it's 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 always a great tournament, but, you know, this addition of girls wrestling really – really has upgraded this thing and i don't know what i anticipated but it's been phenomenal there was a point saturday morning you know there's eight mats on the court at the xl center on the floor and the lower bowl is basically full and everybody's cheering and screaming and celebrating and there were two girls wrestling on every one of those eight mats and it's un it was unbelievable just this continues to surprise me how great it is. Um, we had more than 53,000 people in that building over just three days. Uh, it was just uh, great, great little scenes, great little moments. But I think there are two that are going to stick with me. One was that scene with the first round of girls wrestling. We had 96 girls uh, go to state. That was that's going to be forever embedded in my brain. Just the realization that the every one of these athletes out there is female, and it, and from the crowd reaction and focus and uh, and applause, it was just you know it was no different than than what we're used to for a hundred years boys wrestling. So that was really cool. But on the first day of the tournament, which is when the team championships are decided, I saw something that I, I've never seen. This was the wildest, you know quick vignette i think i've seen in all my decades of covering state tournaments it's a class 3a team championship match hastings was not favored and in fact they trailed big time against the top ranked uh, defending state champs st michael albertville all hastings did was won the last five weight classes including pins in the final three weight classes and they get past st michael albertville 33 to 32 and so this was a crazy finish. And I was standing basically with the mat between where I was standing and the Hastings fans. So I had kind of this setback long view of the crowd. And as that uh, before and after the referee slapped the mat for this state championship clinching pin at heavyweight, I just started firing off with my, with my camera, my, my, not my phone, my big camera. And I posted a, a four-shot sequence on Twitter. Each one's about half a second apart. And it, it's it's like these Renaissance paintings. You know, you zoom in and there's so much going on. And you look at these faces from the first picture where there's like, you know, anticipation. He's going to pin him. He's going to pin him. And then, then the next frame, you know, people are celebrating. The next frame, they're hugging. And it was just really cool. I, don't, I know a lot of people on Twitter after I posted those photos, said the same thing. They couldn't stop zooming in and looking at the at the photo. So that that was quite the scene. I'll never forget that. Uh, so Hastings is the 3A wrestling champ. The other state champs, Jackson County Central and 1A, Simile and 2A. And again, um, 
the girls wrestling was, was unbelievable. Jim. I, it's oddly, I felt like I, I sort of neglected the boys this year because the, the girls wrestling just became such a focus. And, and this wasn't my intent, but I kind of, I kind of put together three stories about girls, wrestlers, girls, wrestling coaches, and female wrestling officials. You know, we talked about, uh, about the, the female coaches in, in earlier shows here that the young and, and not so young assistant wrestling coaches that are female in the state. Uh, during the tournament, I wrote about, uh, I kind of speculated when, when will we have a female officiate at the wrestling tournament? We only have two females in Minnesota who are certified to officiate varsity wrestling. And I did talk to both of them, Cami Snowball of Tracy and Jill check of Lakeville. They're at the state meet every year. They, they worked at tables, Matt side, you know, running scoreboards and tracking the matches. They've done that for a long time. Um, they're both, excellent they're both knowledgeable i don't know if one of those two or somebody else will be the first but that barrier is going to fall too when we have a a female official and this one of the one of the most fun stories i've written was at the wrestling tournament uh another another one of these many female wrestlers her name's faith coning she's from wadena deer creek deer creek came out for wrestling this year for the first time made it to state but she had to travel some distance to get there in a hurry. She's also a rodeo athlete. So the whole week before the state tournament, Faith from Wadena was in Fort Worth at a rodeo barrel racing with her two horses, Flash and Peanuts. So she flew in the night before her first match, got there in time. Her mom drove 14 hours straight from Fort Worth, got here at 5 o'clock in the morning uh, with the first matches at 9 and then her dad was the was the uh, guy stuck on the road. He was hauling the horses home from Texas while she was wrestling. So, and another note about wrestling: uh, a crew from CBS Sunday Morning was at the tournament, so they're putting together a segment on girls high school wrestling in Minnesota. Uh, I don't know when that wire. Maybe this Sunday. We'll see. And then I want to touch on uh, boys state swimming and diving, which was also last week. Congrats to the. Uh, Team champions, Breck Blake, they won six individual events and all three relays. So they were the Class A uh, swimming and diving champs. And Eden Prairie was the Class AA boys swimming and diving state champs. Congrats to those teams. If you're new to this show, if you're new to reading or listening to John Millay, this is why we love having him on the <laughs> network. He's, he works long hours. He shoots his own photos. He writes. He podcasts. Uh, he has just a, such a great passion for covering prep sports. Uh, he knows all the people. He knows the best stories. He knows where to be. Uh, I covered high school sports in Texas for a while, and it's it's a very difficult, demanding job. There's always something else you could be doing. Uh, there's always something going on. And this is just a great snapshot of how jo how John does the job. You can find John's journal at mshsl.org. Of course, we appreciate you listening to the podcast here. Thanks to our producer, Brandon Morton. Thanks also to our sponsors, Pizza Barn in Princeton and Propane, propane.com. And also, of course, Aquarius Home Services. Uh, let's get to now Boys State Hockey. Yeah, we're in the midst of that, Jim. Uh, today, as I said, it's Friday morning. We'll have the state semifinals today. Uh, if people want to know how big is this state tournament, so for Thursday afternoons, two games, two Class AA state semifinals, we had 18,989 fans in there on a Thursday afternoon, almost 19,000. That, that's, that's, that's a full house. It was really fun. Uh, so I'm going to go through the, the semifinal lineups here. Um, 
we're going to have uh, in Class A today, Friday afternoon, Hermantown versus Matamidi, Warroad versus Orono. That's a great pair of games. Class AA, Creighton Hall, Creighton Durham Hall versus Edina, Minnetonka versus Andover. I've posted stories and notebooks from the first two days of the tournament. That'll continue. Go to John's Journal at mshsl.org and uh, read read about the state hockey tournament. I'm sure people will. Uh, we are going to thank yep. a ref. We're going to thank a student section. We're going to uh, have John name this week's most valuable teammate right now, though. We want to thank Jody Stay and Pizza Barn, Pizza Barn in Princeton. We sure do. March Madness is here, Jim. And welcome back to the pizza of the month for March. This 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 has been offered every March for five years now. It's a tradition. It's the Reuben pizza. It's just like the classic Reuben sandwich, but it's on a pizza crust. And not just any pizza crust, but uh, uh, the Pizza Barn's own special recipe, homemade crust. Then it's topped with classic Reuben ingredients, Thousand Island dressing, sauerkraut, corned beef, topped with a blend of Swiss and mozzarella. This pizza has become a fan favorite every March uh, since the pizza of the month began five years ago. Available throughout the month month for dine-in, takeout, take-and-bake, delivery. And remember, as we get closer to spring weather, it's coming, I promise. And outdoor activities, the Pizza Barn uh, is hiring for all its food truck positions. Food truck operators, cooks, support staff, go to pizzabarnprinceton.com uh, for details. And as always, our great thanks to our great friend Jody Stay and her crew at the Pizza Barn celebrating 40 years this year. That's fantastic. 40 years. Good it Lord. Yeah. And <laughs> as we've talked about many times, a staple of that community. Uh, uh, you know, Jody just does great things for the kids, for the yep. officials, for every, for sports fans, everybody. Uh, I want to let you know that a lot of people agree that we need to lower our carbon footprint. They also agree that we need reliable and affordable energy every minute of every day. A diverse energy mix will provide reliability and affordability, which is extremely important during Minnesota's four distinct seasons. Fortunately, a clean energy solution for tomorrow is available today that's ready to work alongside other energy sources, it's propane. Propane produces 43% fewer emissions than the equivalent amount of electricity generated from the U.S. grid. Propane is energy stored on-site and independent from the vulnerabilities of the utility grid, and propane's benefits don't end there. Major advances are being made today for renewable propane. Renewable propane is compatible with traditional propane and requires no additional infrastructure investments. Minnesota needs to use all of our low-carbon alternatives, including propane, to safely provide energy, reliability, resiliency, and affordability. Propane, the right energy right now. Find out more about what propane can do for you at propane.com. And now let us thank a ref. Yeah, Jim, I'm going to circle around the thank a ref and first mention one thing. One of the things I really love about all these state tournaments, I get to see friends of mine, you know, mostly media people from around the state. So I spent some time at the wrestling tournament with Rick Grammond, a great guy from Piers, a broadcaster. And as far as thanking a ref, uh, Rick tweeted a, a photo of two wrestling officials. And here's what he wrote, quote, father and son duo from Piers working the same mat at the state team tournament. Congrats, Jim and Tony Andres. Thanks for refing, unquote. That's really good that uh, that uh, Rick does. does He does so many great things up there in Piers and, and uh, so many positive things. And here he is posting a picture of a couple of his buddies, a father and son, uh, officiating duo at the state tournament. Thanks, Rick, for that. It's always good to see everybody. Um, and I'm going to mention a couple of coaching milestones. St. Michael, Albertville girls basketball Kent, coach, Kent Hamry, a guy I know well, a guy I respect totally. He's a great coach, a great young man. Got his 400th career victory, and Chaska girls basketball coach, Tara Seifert, recorded her 300th victory. So congrats to those two. 
Excellent. Now let's thank a student section. Yeah, this is from Rozo. Uh, their superintendent is Tom Jerome, former member of the High School League Board of Directors, former president of that board. When his term ended, I, I was very heartbroken because Tom's a great guy. I don't get to see him as much now, but he tweeted, he sent out a great tweet. I retweeted it. It, it got tons of, of, uh, of hits on Twitter. Quote, the Rozo boys hockey team was defeated 8-1 to one in a section championship game at a neutral site. How did we respond? Rozo students stayed for the award ceremony and cleaned their section of the arena before leaving. Could not be more proud of you. Stay great, unquote. So that's pretty good. You go to a section championship game, your team doesn't win, and yet you hang around in somebody else's arena and clean the bleachers. That's pretty good. Way to go, students from Rozo. That, that doesn't surprise me one bit, knowing people and kids in Rozo, Minnesota. That's fantastic. All right. Uh, John always has a most valuable teammate of the week. Who is this week? It's uh, Noah Bokerman of Uppsala High School. He's a junior basketball player. He underwent shoulder surgery after a football injury. That caused him to miss the entire basketball season. It, he was really looking forward to it. He was the only returning starter for Uppsala. But despite his frustration of missing his favorite sport, Noah was at every practice just remain involved with the team during games he cheered louder, louder than anyone else in the gym leading with character and passion that that's phenomenal congrats to Upsala's Noah Bokerman for being the latest most valuable teammate let's get a final thought from John once again uh if you like the show subscribe to your favorite podcast app it's free it's the easiest way to listen go to talknorth.com we have shows about all we have a bunch of hockey shows a bunch of football shows the great chin music show with Lavelle Neal and Roy Smalley uh, it's that time of the year where just everything is happening in the sports world and we have it all covered. We've added Dave Lee, Joe Anderson, uh, Mike Grimm on the Gophers. We have outdoor content, variety content. Uh, check it all out at TalkNorth.com. And again, if you like a show, subscribe. It's easy. It's free. Uh, and you can always go to TalkNorth.com. If you really love a show, you might want to go back and listen to the archives of the shows. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at TalkNorthPod. Once again, thank you to our producer, Brandon Morton. Thanks to Pizza Barn in Princeton. Thanks to Propane.com. And we are, again, coming to you from the Aquarius Home Services Studios. All right, John, a final thought on anything you like. A final thought on Adam Thielen, Jim. We just yes. learned this morning that his days with the Vikings are indeed over. And uh, it's it's phenomenal. You know, everybody knows the story Thief from, I was going to say Thief River Falls because that's the joke. From Detroit Lakes, <laughs> Minnesota, Mankato State. 10 years with the Vikings, phenomenal career. He's not done. We're going to see more of Adam Thielen, just not in purple. Uh, this is this is a major thing. And our friend Steve Thompson from WCCO Radio tweeted this morning, Lindsey Whalen and Adam Thielen, two of, two of the greats, you know, gone. And yeah, what a thunderous time here. But with, with Adam, what, do you, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, well, initially, toward the end of the season and at the end of the season, you know, some of the things his wife was posting on social media, it really felt like it was over. Yeah. And then in ensuing weeks, you know, and a lot of, listen, we're all kind of parsing tea leaves at this point, yeah, right? Right, uh, right? I mean, this is, nobody was coming out and saying anything definitive, but we, we, those of us report on the Vikings, our beat, the beat writers from Star Tribune, other people around town kind of got the sense that things were thawing out and maybe there was a, there was a deal to be made. You know, Thielen has businesses here. Uh, being a lifelong Viking, 
uh, who played just for one team seemed to have some appeal to him. Uh, he probably could have made a little bit of money from football still and been around to do endorsements and everything else. Uh, he likes the coach. He likes the organization. He likes his teammates. It just he felt like there were reasons for a deal to get done. And then yesterday we heard, uh, maybe not. And then today the news actually breaks. So, you know, my feeling is, listen, he has every right to go do whatever is best for him and his family. And maybe there's a deal out there that will ma- he'll make twice as much as he would have made from the Vikings. And maybe it'll all work out great. I, I can't say any of that. I, you know, sentimentally, and we're allowed to be sentimental in sports, I think it would have been really cool if he had stayed, if he had remained a leader, if he had hung around here, and if he had been a one-team player. But I'm not I'm not going to blame him for leaving. I'm just saying that that's the story everybody is rooting for. Yeah, he's uh, he's quite a guy. You know, I was at a football game in Detroit Lakes this fall, and there's a giant photo of of Adam on the back of the of the bleachers. Or, you know, he's revered there as he should be, and and it's not just football. He does so much in the community. You know, his, his foundation has put up lights at football high school football fields. He's he's bought equipment for weight rooms at, at a lot of play, a lot of high schools. So, yeah, he's one of those great community guys, hometown guys. So yeah, he'll be fine though. I'm not, I'm not worried about Adam. He's going to be fine. It's just, it just kind of tells you too, you know, like all of us athletes get older, you know, but he's, uh, he's, I'm not going to say he's past his prime, but I think he's got a lot of football left. You know, he's, he's a smart player. He, he, he knows some things that, that other receivers don't. And I think he's, I think he's, he could still have a long lengthy career here. My guess is that uh, we saw some decline last year, yeah, and right. and uh, that's why I thought it might benefit him to stay here. Because here he has a rapport with Cousins, he knows yeah. the offense. He would be going in the second year of an offense. Right. Uh, he's he's very. They know how to use him in the red zone. He's a nice security blanket. Maybe he starts the years of three, but somebody gets hurt. You know, what I mean, I, yeah. I just thought there were right. a lot of things ways to work out here. My fear for him is. He goes someplace else. The other, the team he signed with, you know, all they care, they don't care about him. They right. just care about, you know, can he help us right now? Exactly. And if he doesn't help them immediately, then he's just another old football player. So yeah. I thought he would have had a little more, uh, you know, a little more grace here. But again, it could work out. I, sure. I, I don't see him having a big year anywhere else he goes, but he could certainly yeah. extend his career. Certainly. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's, there's, there's my closing thought <laughs> beautiful thank you thank you adam thielen i know yeah, there's and, th- some- and thanks to Lindsay whalen and you know yeah I, and hey as a, as a writer i had to point out certain harsh realities about her tenure i yeah. personally would have given her another year with this young group uh, i might have had i might have forced her to hire like a bench coach somebody who's you know really had been a head coach before to help her on the bench yeah. um but you know <laughs> the the difficult thing about Great athletes like this is eventually they have to deal with the real world, and this yeah. is the real world. You know, and I could see Adam Thielen coaching high school football someday. Yeah, you know, yeah, he no seems doubt. like one of those guys who could do that. So, yeah, I, I knew I know Lindsey better than I know Adam, but you know what? They're both going to be fine. Yes, they're both they're both great people. They 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 they're they're always going to be there for people who need them, and they're and they're going to do great things. So we yes. we enjoyed them while we had them. Well said, John. And, and great show. I'm glad you, yeah. glad you did so much on the wrestling tournament. And, of yeah. course, everybody's interested in the hockey tournament. And uh, and there was one thing. I did a piece on the North Stars leaving for Dallas uh, in the Friday paper. I was talking to Ralph Strangis about it. And he said he one of, the, one of the symbols to him, one of the signals to him that the North Stars were not long 
for Minnesota was when the high school hockey tournament moved from Met Center to St. Paul. Yeah. He said that that just felt like Met Center was just of no use to anybody, and they didn't draw very well for the North Stars except for during that one Stanley Cup run. Uh, I thought that was a really interesting insight. Huh. Yeah, it is. That's true. Yep. All right. Thanks to Brandon. Thanks to John. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you soon.